The views and opinions expressed by the Loft Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times of Good People Company proudly presents the Loft Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke, share us with your friends, and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. All right, everybody out there in podcast land, thank you for tuning in to the Law Party Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Rio, and let me introduce today's panel. Today, we've got uh, our returning champion, Chris O'Connor. He is the uh, owner of, of uh, Liquid Nine Entertainment, uh, as well as having interest in Office Works and Regal Whiskey. And of course, we have Brian Massey, our own personal brain mass, here to crunch the numbers for us. Uh, and the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. And today on episode 60 of the Law Party Podcast, what is this Memorial Day? Um, so I got to thinking, if an alien were to come to Earth, and in some of our holidays, like how, how will we even explain them? Because some of them are either are so specific or so strange, uh, especially uh, ones that are only specific to America. Um, so I was wrestling with the what is Memorial Day question. And I thought, um, since we're actually recording this podcast on Memorial Day, that would be a good question to pose to the group. Um, but before we do, let's get to uh, a couple of things that we like to do. Um, one of which is, so, what are we drinking? Um, and Ben, our bartender, he couldn't stay, but before he left, he made some delicious Riga whiskey cocktails. So, he says, it started with uh, two pints of Riga whiskey. Uh, excuse me, two parts, because two pints, gee whiz, <laughs> we would be super blessed. Uh, two parts Riga whiskey, uh, one part... Uh, a fell bros, uh, one part uh, creme uh, de violet, and a half part of uh, fresh squeezed lemon juice. Uh, and you pour that over um, a lemon wheel float, and you have today's cocktail. We were trying to give it a name, but we couldn't come up with a good name. But I thought just the description of that cocktail would uh, make you guys out there in podcast land at least want to see what it is that we were drinking. Uh, and today we're not in our normal location. <clears throat> we're actually at Officeworks. And so we are not smoking today. So I'm not going to even pretend like we're smoking because uh, we're actually in one of the uh, very nice conference rooms uh, at Officeworks. And uh, we're, so we're not going to defile it with um, our, our evil, wicked cigar smoke. But um, before we go any further, of course, I want to do the uh, RIPs that we do every week. Uh, 
first, I want to say RIP to James Bond himself, Roger Moore, uh, passed away at 89. That, uh, I, it, Roger Moore is just one of those names that, um, unless, of course, you're talking about Bond movies, you just don't hear that name come up. So I was surprised when I, when I saw that one come up. Um, and then, two, uh, the bigger of the RIPs, I want to say, you know, I did a little research <clears throat> um, because uh, because the brain mass is not the only one who can do research on numbers. And so uh, I did a little research, and um, we have had 1.2 million men and women that have given their lives uh, in all of the uh, wars and conflicts that America's fought over the the years of of America and I thought on this Memorial Day when we are supposed to be giving tribute to um, to the fallen that have served us uh, in our military um, the biggest RIP goes to those 1.2 million men and women and everything that they've given for us for our freedoms uh, and with that uh, we're going to take a brief a brief break, and we'll be right back. Hey, you can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, so we're back, and we are about to play a party game. And, of course, the party game is... Okay, so let me explain. The anonymous female and I were having a conversation, and she found something that was talking about people writing these uh, six-word life stories. Um, so uh, some, some of them were funny, some of them were poignant, but they were only six words, uh, that could sum up your life to this point. Um, and I thought, uh, that would be kind of one fun and poignant, uh, but kind of a cool game to play, especially on this Memorial Day episode of the Law Party Podcast. And, uh, I'm going to start with, um... <laughs> I was uh, I was going to start with Brian Massey, so so let, so he, he was giving me the face like, please don't do this to me, don't 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 do it like this. So I'm going to start with the anonymous female, and what would your six word life story be? Mine's optimist by choice, not by chance. That's really good. It's almost like you you've rehearsed that. That is a good one. <laughs> I may have. You've, you've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? What do you think? I'm generally confused, but bullshit well. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so, I like that. That is well, really good. That is really good. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. All right. I have mistakes past, present focus, and eyes forward. Got to take out hand. Wow. I like that. 
Like that a lot? They don't have to have and in there. I like that. Yeah, well, I say, and you know, it's funny, when we were originally talking about this, I was really thinking kind of deep and heavy, and, and then it hit me that um, I'd say my six words to you every week, to good times with good people. So, with all that said, let's move on to party politics. Oh, all right. Hmm, wait, what? <laughs> no, no. What, what was it? No, there were a couple of really good ones on the If you want to see some of them, you can go to sayitin6.com. Or, well, it's six me, sixwordmemoirs.com. Okay. And what were some of the ones that you were? They have a favorited Oh, okay. Section. Cool. This is not letting go, just adjusting grip. Dotted I like his, that. Dotted his lies, crossed his pleas. <laughs> Bags under my eyes are Prada. Very nice. Very nice. Maybe writing is lying with integrity. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I was happy. That mm -hmm. one deep. <laughs> I was like, man. Picking a path. Chinese finger trap. Wait, so what was the name of the site again? Sixwordmemoirs.com. Okay. So out there in podcast land, uh, what is your six-word memoir? Um, if, uh, if you care to, leave it in the comments below. Uh, I would love to know uh, what you sum your life up uh, in six words as. Uh, and with that, now we are moving on to party politics. But before we do, we'll be right back. Hey out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Law Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. C&P Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers. 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do. Time to rejoin the conversation. Okay, and so we are back, and so we're talking about Memorial Day, and here's the question that brought, brought us to the table. If an alien came down to Earth today, um, how would you describe Memorial Day to them? Uh, and Bram asked, uh, during our break, actually asked uh, a very interesting question. So I think I'm actually going to start with, with him on this one because um, not only how will we describe Memorial Day to them, but from what they observe of us, um, you know, how, I guess, how close is our description to what they would see? Right, I think that's the. Uh, it'd be interesting to say without someone else explaining it to him first, like 
you tell me what you see. Um, and, you know, I was, so I was out at the, the cemetery yesterday. Um, and so just to kind of start with that, I think that they're going to see it. They're going to see a lot of flags. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of people out um, spending time at uh, these stone fields or fields with stones in them. Um, they're going to see a lot of people traveling to get to those places uh, and traveling very far in some cases. Um, but on the other side, you know, depending on where they land, if they land anywhere near a lake, they're going to say it's a big party. Mm-hmm. Um because liquor stores are also flooded with people with cases of beer, <laughs> filling up their coolers, getting the boats out for the first time in the year. Right, 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 right. Um, a three-day weekend, maybe three days in a row where people aren't working. Um, I think that that's what they would observe. Um, I think that the, uh, I definitely think the fields would be overshadowed by the lakes. Um, from an observation perspective, that's, absolutely. That's actually that's actually a great way to to phrase it. The fields will be overshadowed by the lakes. So I, I like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so if that's what they'd see, what would you tell them it actually is? Yeah, well, well, we'll start with you and work our way around the table. Um, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that thought later. So my, my initial thought is if I was to explain to someone, it's, um, it's a time to remember those, um, anyone around you that has made an impact in your life um, for the best or for better. Um, and send respect. Uh, it's a time to pause for a moment and really think about uh, how those around that, that are no longer with you have changed your life. And sending respect. That's what I'm saying. Come from a legal family. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in your kind of your definition of the day because I know the um, anonymous female is probably different in that she comes from a family that's had a lot of people serve in the military so but coming from a from a family uh, and I don't know if you've had you know a lot of relatives serve or not but I do know that uh, had a lot of families uh, in law so, uh, what what would your definition kind of look like to to an alien trying to figure this thing out? To an alien, it'd be weird. It would be it'd be interesting to know because I've I've never yet met an alien, but it would be fun too. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know if they understand. Well, ask it. our president; you might have. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true too. If there's a concept of family, if there's a concept of loss, mm. if there's a concept of all those things, I mean, I think. Right. Uh, I think it's probably true that there generally is. I mean, most things have a shelf life and then, you know, go away. So I would assume that they'd be familiar with the concept of loss. And I think uh, it is so uniquely ingrained in all of us that um, when you lose somebody, 
you, you just go through a whole series of emotions, but then you can get to the point, like you were saying, where you remember, take a little time out on one day and remember the, the best parts of people that maybe you miss or maybe made a large impact, even people you don't know. Because I know it's traditionally thought of as a large service, you know, military service day and that kind of thing. But, uh, and yeah, I've had service members in our family and friends and that kind of stuff. But for me, it's always been more of a day just to remember people that have come before me, family members or even people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And take just a little, little time out to just remember I'm honored and honor that memory mm-hmm. uh, and go from there. It's it's funny, like, it's it started, in, at least in America, like, after the Civil War, was, like, when it really started taking off mm-hmm. and becoming a, a big holiday, and mm-hmm. it was mainly uh, to honor just dead veterans, you know, from right, the Civil right, War right, and that right. kind of stuff. But I, I think that limited a lot, because uh, there are so many people who make enormous impacts that may have never served right. in, in any service, but have done tremendous things. And now I think it's less of a, in my mind, it's less of a national holiday and more of a very individual holiday uh, mm-hmm. where it has become so personal to so many people and it gives you a chance as an individual to, to thank those people or remember them in a, in a, in a way that you want to remember them. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It, I think I've always treated the holiday as a... I've kind of always treated it as a as a military memorial holiday, um, but as I've gotten older, you know, I start I've re- definitely started to ref- reflect on friends and family and, and things that have passed on more than imposing kind of a, a strictly a military kind of thought on it. So it's interesting that that both of you. Um, had that had that overall thought yeah. I think we're both though and I would kind of interview you as well in this it's it's interesting being from and again I'm 45 I, we haven't had major wars yeah. you know in a time that I can remember a lot of those people that would have given their lives for that I mean for all we want to talk about Iraq and Afghanistan we actually haven't lost a vast number of people you know you have the step that 1.2 million people died. Well, 600,000... that's died. over the course. 600,000 died in the Civil War. Exactly. You know, that was Americans fighting Americans. Exactly. If you look at foreign wars, we really yeah. haven't lost nearly, nearly as, many as many people as other countries have. And particularly, I would say from Vietnam on, it's hard to find tons of families that have been directly affected. I mean, you may know somebody, you knew somebody, or you may have had a friend. Certainly there are people who lost actual right, right, right. legitimate relatives, but... We haven't had that many deaths through conflict right, right, right. Um, in the last, what would that be, almost 55 years. So that's where it becomes a, a little bit tougher for somebody like me to go, okay, this is a military holiday versus just uh, a way to remember people who made an impact on me. Right. And I don't think you remove the military element of it. You're certainly no, grateful no, for no, their no, service no. and everything else. And I do enjoy that aspect of it. And mm-hmm. certainly... Uh, they should be celebrated and all those other kinds of things, but uh, it's hard to personally relate on a military level to that. Right, 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 right. Hmm. So, what are you thinking, anonymous female? Um, 
I guess I do look at it a little differently because I still have active military members of my family and they are very much about don't, you know, remember it's for fallen, you know, uh, military members. It's not for any other reason. Right, right, right. But I get what you guys are saying too. I mean, when you don't have that in your family and you don't hear it all the time, it is, you know, I mean, my my aunts and uncles go visit my grandparents' grave. And I mean, my grandfather was in the Navy, but he didn't die in service. Right, right. Um, the social aspect of it, though, I mean, it is, you know, I mean, if there's one thing in America that kind of has always been, it's there's always celebration of death. You know, it's not, I don't mean it like that. You, you celebrate instead of, celebrate or lives. in addition to mourning. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's where a lot of that comes from, you know. I mean, it, it, I think you can look at it the same way you do Christmas if you're a Christian or whatever other holiday that, you know, there's this, there is an underlying purpose to it that younger generations may have forgotten, but... I mean, it just, that's just the social aspect of people, right. you know, you come together and you celebrate. So, I don't know, I think there's two, if you're talking to an alien, you really have to talk about the social and the traditional reasons for, right, for holiday, having a day. or any, any yeah. holiday, I guess. Yeah. I think one thing that's interesting is that we still have a separate Veterans Day. Yeah, well, Veterans and I guess... Day is to celebrate... At, people that are alive. Memorial Day is to celebrate people that died in service. I, and I will say it makes me uncomfortable when those um, get the when people get those screwed up. Mm -hmm. I think it's that's weird. Um, uh, I actually did one year, and one of my active military family members was like, "We corrected you very harshly." <laughs> um, yeah, I always find it interesting. Like, um, so. You know, there was, there's been a lot of posts, like you see it on social media a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I want to thank all the veterans that are out there. It's like, this is Memorial Day. This is, this is not what that's really for. Like, I, I get that it's, because that's the thing is, like, you know, they mean they mean for it to be good. Like, they mean to do mm -hmm. it with a good heart. Um, sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes people post that stuff and just want attention. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, and I think that, like I said, if you don't have that military presence all the time, you know, people aren't hearing it on TV what Memorial Day is for. They hear sale, 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 barbecue. But I think that's part of the evolution of why it's turned into kind of what we were talking about where it's like, I like what you said where it becomes, it's more of an individual holiday. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, I, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I feel very much that way. Um, and that, I lost my train of thought, but that it's a very, yeah, you know, it's more, which is why it's kind of set to me in my head so very different than a veterans, um, and definitely veterans obviously is strictly military, and I don't know that I've ever thought of Memorial Day as being strictly military ever, but I've always understood it had a, a very strong military aspect within it, mm -hmm. like it's, hey, remembering all these people are in our own lives, but then you know, also, you know, the other half is definitely remember those that have fought to... Uh, and have fallen to, um, well, I mean, Chris was around. right. It, it started with the Civil War, and I mean, it's 
it, it hasn't changed. I mean, they didn't change it to be remembering everybody. It still is a, a military holiday that we observe. Yeah. It's just how we've chosen to adapt to it. Yeah. And, and, and Which there's definitely. nothing wrong yeah. with it. I, I mean, it, it just... I mean, I, I'm sure my family would not like that, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've never felt that it was um, doing dishonor to honor other people that weren't in the military. Yeah. Well, when you step back and say and think about the individuals member, or member, um, paying tribute to mm-hmm. those around it, I mean, it's all in good like that's all a good purpose for that, regardless mm-hmm. whether it's for people in the military or anyone else that was in their lives. So yeah, yeah, I definitely. I, I and it's kind of interesting because I really do think of it as a military holiday kind of first, but once there's a certain point in the day when my thoughts and energies go from, you know, just giving kind of thanks to all of the soldiers who've come before us and, and fallen in battle to just people that I've known over the years that have passed away and what they've meant to me and to my life and what and what um, what I've learned and gleaned from them. And so that's that's always um, to to me uh, it's always I've always known what type of holiday it is, but I've always kind of carried it. You know, like, I don't know at what point in the day it flips for me, but like I always start in the morning kind of feeling like, oh, the, you know, military. But at some point in the day, I just get sentimental about just the people that I've known. You well, know? interesting, um, when, I was, when you were talking about um, this topic, when you said this was going to be the topic, I was reading that um, Clinton, I can't remember what act or whatever he passed, but he made 3 p.m. on Memorial Day the actual time of day that you stop and remember. It's hmm. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, which is actually yeah, funny because I, I was it, thinking what they call it's it. somewhere between, I was thinking in my mind, it's always somewhere between like 1.30 and 3.30. <laughs> Then my mind kind of flips. So I was like, yeah, maybe it's just at three. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. Just, yeah, that it, like mentally I flip. And, uh, it is funny, and, and by no means do I have any disrespect for veterans. Mm-hmm. I would never say that. Uh, but I think everybody contributes in their own way. I don't, I have a hard time with it being just a military holiday. I really do. And uh, there are so many ways just to celebrate. What about all the other people who have passed on? I just think the combination of all that's nice. I think if they were military, great. If they weren't military, great. Mm-hmm. There's other days that celebrate the military too. There's, there's, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing for me, and especially just probably because I don't come from a military family, uh, so it's less important to me. I view it more as like. Mm-hmm. Nice job, good work. You right. had a good career, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. yes, you may have, you know, died in battle or those kinds of things. But somebody else may have died in a civil rights march, or maybe somebody else just died unfortunately in a family, but they were important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I just always have such a hard time with 
elevating that to be the biggest thing uh, when it, it isn't always the biggest thing to me. Yeah. You know, uh, and again, there is Veterans Day, and I think the fact that that's only for living veterans is kind of strange, but okay. Then we used to have Armistice Day. But then yeah. why don't we make a big deal about like All Souls Day, which the Me- like Mexicans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dia de Muerto is is humongous oh, in, in Mexico, massive, and Mexico, that's a right. celebration of everybody. Like, yeah. it's, but we never have a day that in just in theory celebrates everybody. Right, right. So I think Memorial Day has slowly evolved to become that, mm-hmm. um, and that that's not a change that bothers me. Yeah, I, I think I think though that you had there's like what you're saying about All Souls Day though that's a Christian holiday. Like, not everybody sees that. As well, in, in America, it is, I think, certainly you would say it's a national holiday in, in Mexico. And but it's, in still, Mexico, it, it's still tied to their religion. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a large Catholic country, and so... There's not a lot of super practicing Mexican news that I know when I'm down there. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that they're all super practicing. <laughs> I mean, but there's a point in time where somehow religion and history becomes mixed together, and it's just a culture. And right. you're not really thinking well, about it. But I, I, and, and I think the reason it's not that way in America is because we are a melting pot, and there are different religions and mm-hmm. cultures and... So that's why everything we do has some type of controversy around it because you see it one way, somebody else sees it another, and your your view is totally legitimate. I mean, I don't, I totally get where you're coming from with that. Uh, and I think a lot but, of people. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm good. I, I was saying a lot. I think a lot of people get this in their mindset, like that. You know, there's only so much pie, and if we don't have 100% of it or whatever, that, then it's, got, it's like, you know, the pie mm-hmm. is a limited size. There's yeah. not a percentage um, yeah. that you have to have for you. It's, it's literally, it's, it's infinite. You know, it's, I think it's funny. I think you, you touched on something. Leave it to the statistics person to yeah. put it in. To put it in, to put it in mathematical <laughs> by its stack terms. I really thought the six words was going to be something along the lines of that something or other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting. When you, you said um, at a certain point, religion and uh, and and everything kind of fades into culture. And and it, and it just this question just popped in my head. Is that where we are now as a country? We're struggling with the fact that all of the old ways have faded into culture, but so many of the people who want the old ways are still here. And they aren't letting go because the culture has defined itself and they just don't like the way the culture defined itself. And it evolves. Yeah, and it evolves. Yeah, I mean, the American culture, if nothing else, evolves kind of rapidly, you know. You know actually, which actually kind of brings me uh, to the next topic on the list, um, it, what I didn't put in the RIPs because it was it was more of a topic I wanted to discuss, and that um, the bombing uh, at the concert in Manchester. Um, you know, I, I think about how 
kind of rigid the kind of English culture had been for so long. And, you know, and, you know, now, and French culture for that matter too, uh, in, in a lot of ways. But now we're starting to see this record number of uh, terrorist actions and and bombings and shootings and, you know, people driving cars through crowds. And, and I'm wondering, is that, is that what's happening everywhere? Like the culture has shifted kind of globally. And there are just people who don't like the change. And, and they're willing to go completely radical to fight against the shift in kind of, in, I think every country's culture is unique to itself, but there are some things that have just kind of swept globally and they just don't like it. And, uh, cause you know, we were having a conversation about social media and how, um, the anonymous females, uh, niece who probably would have been at this Manchester concert because she's in that age uh, bracket because uh, it was uh, Ariana Grande um, was like, you know, was saying that she, she doesn't like to talk on the phone. And I thought to myself and I, and I then, then I said out loud, strange teenage girl. And the anonymous female reminded me they don't talk on the phone anymore. They text all. They text everything. And then it hit me how much the culture has shifted. In well, it's because, it's because technology has changed. When we were growing up, there wasn't texting. It yeah, was no, talking exactly. on the phone. Yeah. So you memorized people's phone numbers. And, I mean, they don't even do that anymore. Yeah. You know, you don't have to memorize phone numbers because you have it in your phone and it's backed up on your email. And, you know, I mean, it's just you as technology advances, culture changes, well, which which kind of brings me back to um, not only the, the Manchester bombing, but actually the overall question, you know, like, what is this Memorial Day? You know, you know, I remember. Uh, I remember look, looking at the coverage of the Manchester bombing and kind of being horrified that you know that this was you know a room full of kids. You know, I mean, they, they were they were going to see Ariana Grande. There was a room full of teenage girls, and uh, and their parents. And so I remember being really horrified. And um, and then I remember the next day them saying how the memorial was starting to grow outside with the flowers and and uh, and and I just remember thinking that's a phenomenon that I remember maybe not starting but really you know exploding in our adult life you know with. Uh, Princess Diana dying and like just that massive outpouring of people going and putting flowers outside of the palace and and at the, the site that she had her accident and you know I just you know, but it all makes me wonder about the culture shift and uh, and and how are we 
reacting to to it. I, I looked up something interesting because I knew it was I, I read it before, and so I wanted to mention it because it is the whole culture shift thing, and it's tied with religion specifically. Um, so this is an article from um, the Washington Post back in 2015. It says uh, Christianity Christianity is uh, on the decline in America, not just among younger generations uh, or in certain religions of the country, but across race, gender, education, and geographic barriers. So, basically everyone. It's dropped nearly, uh, Christians dropped by nearly 8% in the last seven years. And uh, if you go on to read, um, those that are not affiliated with religion has jumped from 16% to about 23%. So. But what exactly does that mean? Like, it doesn't mean that you don't have certain values. It, I, I think that younger generations aren't tied to the tradition of what you think of as I, Christianity. I really you know like, what I mean? I really like you saying because I think the problem is a lot of people don't see it that way. I think a lot of people say, oh, if someone's not tied to a religion, they're a bad person. Right. And, and that is not the case, just like what you said. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean there are no values there. And I think what happens a lot of times is is that you see these extremists on the very, very far edge and say, Well, and that's the we point. We've got to save the world by doing whatever it is that they're planning to do, and that's that's the route they're going. And it's because they believe this is such a horrible thing, these values are gone. I also think you have to keep in mind that the culture certainly has changed, not just because of technology, but just because of the fact that we had the two most devastating wars in all of history that happened in the last hundred and, well, hundred years, years, like literally hundred years now. Uh, and if you look at the makeup of the countries, keep in mind at one point, Burton ruled three quarters of the world's landmass. They're an extraordinarily multicultural society. Uh, probably even more so, as much as, if not more so, than America. Mm-hmm. Uh, France's population has changed. 13% of Paris is now Islamic, and they basically live in the Saint-Denis region, and, uh, you know, are still in poverty. Like it's, it's bad. I think you react to a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, so when something comes around, again, we're talking an exceptionally number of small, small percentages of people who are creating these perfect acts, but we're forgetting acts that have happened all throughout history. Yeah. You know, so we're we're remembering the ones that have happened recently, but we're forgetting a ton. I mean, there wasn't a lot of texting going on back when <laughs> Timothy McVeigh blew up the Oklahoma tree, you know, Oklahoma yeah. building. And that was, again, that's some Yahoo in western Kansas blowing up a huge federal building. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. doesn't take a lot to do it. And it's happening everywhere. Yeah. Uh, there have been school shootings all over the world. It's not just America. It's not just France. It's not just England. It happens yeah. all over. So that's like... I, I don't know how much things are changing culturally, but I would say, as a great example to your point, uh, at one point, over 90% of French people would say they were Catholic and there were 2% that were practicing Catholics and went to church. Right, on a weekly right. basis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I mean when I say that at some point history and culture just meld together. Gotcha. You know, I would say most British would identify themselves as Anglicans, you know, because mm-hmm. that's 
it literally is the national religion. religion. But I don't know how many people practice there. I have no idea. Right, right. You know, I'd, whenever people ask me, I go, yeah, I'm Catholic. I haven't been to church in years. I'd, I'd, I'd blow up about it in there. I'd catch on fire. You know, so Holy water start boiling. There's a point where it just becomes part of your family tradition or your family history, you know, and you, and you go with it. But... I think morals exist outside of those regions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's when you start to get into an ideological state that causes a problem. Um, So it'll be interesting. And I think the handful, and it is truly a handful, of real ideologues that exist in this world that are willing to do something like that. Think about that. You have to know, A, I believe in this cause so much that I will blow myself up and I'm willing... Also, so sociopathic that I'm willing to take a whole bunch of other people out with me because I think I'm doing the right thing. Right. So, I actually believe there's not that many people in the world who are willing to do that. Yeah. You know, I really do not believe so. It just makes for spectacular news. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're right. I don't think that the percentages of people who are willing to go that far are large at all. Um, But I think the problem is. Uh, in, in, in nowhere near only in America, uh, we have been uh, peddled the fear of it to the point that, you know, you start to see everybody that comes from that background or, or, or looks that way or is that color a certain way when really, you know, that's probably you know, half of 1% that would, that would actually uh, do you any harm, you know, or even think about doing you any harm for that matter. But, but that's a bigger thing, too. It's, it's learned, taught, it's taught behavior, yeah. you know? I don't know. And you never know. You never know if somebody's just crazy. You never know what the deal is. Yeah, I but mean, I think it's, that... It's, and, and it, people commit crimes for all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. I still don't know the point of blowing up the building in Oklahoma. Was well, you blow up a building in Oklahoma? Big deal. I mean, I don't know. I still don't know what you're fighting for. I didn't like Oklahoma, so it didn't, it didn't really resonate with me. So, uh, you know, like the ones, the ones that make me nervous are the ones who have a bizarre ideological bent that they're really insistent upon, and things that don't scare me are these enormous acts of terrorism, like. I remember so many people freaking out on 9-11 going, oh my god, I gotta, in Kansas City, I gotta go get my kids and, you know, go home and do right, this right, kind right. of stuff. I'm like, well, no, they just blew up the World Trade Center. They didn't blow up the hen house down the street. That, no, that <laughs> would freak me out. Yeah, it would freak me out. Yeah. I mean, if I was a it terrorist, was more, I would say... Um, when was it, what year was it that they uh, had the threat at the federal building down here? That was, it's that been was since, in the 90s. Yeah, it's been since I've worked at DST that they... This is the, so yeah. Timothy McVeigh couldn't decide whether to blow up the federal building in Kansas City or go to Oklahoma and blow up that one. Yeah. And they thought the security was weaker in Oklahoma, so they went there. So, uh, you know, that is something that I think is random, arbitrary, that makes me slightly more nervous because that's a Yahoo who's just crazy. Right. Um, but, you know, it's not generally that hard to spot religious people who are trying to make a giant splash. And this guy was on their radar forever. Yeah. They already knew him. They had him on a watch list. They just didn't do anything to apprehend him before you could be a nut yeah. you know so I don't know it's interesting mm-hmm. but there's always been nuts and there always will be and so what do you do
Yeah. I just wonder, like, in that situation, if you take religion entirely out of it, because that tends to be, like, how they see it for some reason, whoever's the extremist, if they're going to, they would find a different reason to go do this terrorist act or any kind of one. Like, it didn't, they didn't, that just happened to be the catalyst they, they used or the reasoning that they used. It could have been anything. Yeah. Yeah, if you're yeah, the yeah, yeah, Well, the and yeah, it, yeah, there's something inside of you already that lets you be susceptible to that, that lets you believe that, that... You know, and to take it further than a quote-unquote normal person would. Right. You know, most people think about there were children in that building or, yeah. you know, yeah. like, what is your, what is your real purpose of doing that? You know, why would you go and, and bomb a concert that had more children in it than adults? I, I, I don't care if it was all adults and I don't care if it was all kids. Like That has never been an argument that really sways me that much. I, I just feel I just like you that, just... And I did. Maybe, like, maybe like, it's an argument that kids haven't had a chance to live a life well. Yeah, I, I'm not... I don't, I don't mean it that way. I think that there's... Yeah. I, and maybe yeah. that's just me, but I think there's something even more... Um, horrific about taking a child's life. I mean, they have no idea why you're doing it. None. Sure. So it just, to I me... I don't either. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that one. Yeah, but... Uh, I just think it's idiotic. Yeah. It's yeah. just... You could go to a senior citizen home and do it. It would still have the same... Yeah, it would freak out. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, I, I just remember... I just remember the next day on Good Morning America, they were um, interviewing two girls that that were there, and and uh, I just remember them trying to get through talking about it, and you could see, you know, that terror wash over them, you know, and you know, and then and and you can hear it in their voice, and you can then then the tears and. You know, and just and I, I just remember thinking, you know, they just it it, it and, and and I don't know why, because I don't even think it was the fact that it was kids. No, it per was se. a lot of people in one place. Well, I think it was the fact that it was a concert that mm-hmm. bothered me. Just a random yeah. event. Yeah, it was just a random event. You know, like. You're going to a concert thinking you're going to have a good time and you're going to enjoy some music and it's just going to... It's it's a mindless, fun activity and all of a sudden, gunfire rings out, bombs go off, people are literally running over people to get out of the place and, you know, it's like you go from the time of your life to a war zone and, like, I was just thinking, like, just that's so insane. And like I say, it doesn't matter if it was a concert full of kids or a concert full of adults or whatever. It's just, you know, take. It, I mean, it could have also been a sporting event, or it just, it, it just like the the the, me, the mental and emotional disconnect that, like you said, like they believe for whatever reason they're doing the right thing, but how? How is that possible? Well, I think that's, I think that's, People are terrified of the unknown, right? 
You know, it's very risky to go drive your car down the highway at 70 miles an hour because everyone else is on their cell phones and that sort of thing. But you know that risk. You understand that risk going into it. Yeah. You don't think about that risk going into a concert. Say, there might be some crazy person that comes in. Yeah. And it's that unknown. There's no logic behind it. Yeah. You can understand. And I guess it's what that you was won't my... because you don't think that way. Well, that was my larger point is that I think the randomness mm. of terrorism is much different. So, like, if somebody goes and blows up the World Trade Center, I'm not clearly not in favor of it, but I'm like, I get it. For some reason, that's iconic to America, and you're trying to make a giant political point. It would be, would you feel the exact same reaction if they had tried to blow up Buckingham Palace, for example? Like, that's yeah. a symbol of England. Yeah. You're making a political point. You're trying to do something... I'm like, well, I'm not really... That doesn't freak me out. None of that freaks me out. If somebody started blowing up grocery stores and banks and places right. that I go to in my daily life, yeah, yeah. random and yeah. unexpected, yeah. that might freak me out a little more. But at some point, like, there has to be... And this is what's hard about this day and age versus other day and ages. And I think this encapsulates a lot of it, is it's one thing to go to war with Nazi Germany because you know who you're fighting... It's right. a whole nother right. thing to say there's just a bunch of randoms out there. They're not super organized. There's all these different little groups that are hard to track. And no, no, a, there is not, no uniform. You're not at war with a country. Yeah. It's just crazy individuals. Yeah. And that makes it infinitely harder because you don't want to go, well, okay, I'm going to go to war with all the Islamic nations out there. Why? Right. The exactly. have done nothing. Exactly. You know? exactly. It's just a handful of nut jobs. Just a handful of nut jobs. So sure. it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. So I think that makes it a much more confusing situation. Mm-hmm. I think on that, we're going to pause and we'll be right back. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us, purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. Okay, so we're back, and before we uh, get too far gone, we are still talking about Memorial Day. Um, so I wanted to kind of quickly ask, uh, is there anybody here at the table that has had family that has served in the military? First question, before we get to the second question. I I have. I mean, I, both of my grandfather, my dad was in the Navy. My, both my grandfathers were in the Navy. I had an uncle that was in the Army. Um, I've had an uncle that was in the Marines. He was a paratrooper um, of some sort. I don't know what they call him in the Marines. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have uh, a cousin that's in the um, Air Force. I have a cousin that's in the Army. My son was in the... I mean, it's just a long line of yeah, I, military people. Yeah. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think at some point everybody has had somebody, particularly if you were old enough to have your grandparents have been part of the mm-hmm. World War II generation. Certainly they got drafted, you know, all that right. kind of stuff. Um, and I did and do have a lot of friends who served in mm-hmm. 
strangely, I went to enlist on the first Iraq war, and then it ended. That's how all that's all it took. Good job. <laughs> but I mean, like it's so funny that there just haven't really been these wars that have required that kind of thing. So yeah, I was yeah. Like, and it, I, I mean, know. that's not a bad thing. I mean, when the war lasts twenty-eight days, you're like, oh, that was pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I always thought it was your As, duty to do it, especially if your country went to war, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was over before you could even do it then. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. As far as I know, I haven't had anyone um, die in active service. Hmm. Okay. So. Yeah. Right. I have some friends that are or have been, and uh, my grandpa on mm-hmm. my dad's side. It's the only family member I can think of. So. Yeah. 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 Um. Oddly enough, I have not had a ton of family. Well, hmm? that you know of. Yeah, that I know of. Um, uh, I've, I've got a, I guess he, he'd be my second cousin that uh, he was in the Army, retired. And, uh, and I know I'm missing, I know I'm missing one or two cousins, but... Uh, but not like my parents or, or aunts and uncles, nobody in that generation. And then um, my grandfather, I don't think he was, I think he was too young to be in one war and then married by the time it was another one. So, uh, so I think it was just, he just kind of, and and I and it kind of the same thing happened with me. It was by the time I even thought, like, yeah, I might enlist. It was nine eleven, but I was really already too old to for my first enlistment, and uh, so I never wound up going. And I have a younger cousin that was going to join the Navy, and uh, but he hadn't started boot camp. Um, when, and he's not that many years younger than me. Um, and so we kept saying, you know, I don't know if this is a good idea and not because you shouldn't serve your country, but just one, you're going to be older than everybody else that's starting boot camp. And two, you really don't want to serve. You're trying to find a way to pay for college. And, and if that's the reason you're going, that might not be the right reason to go. And, and then uh, 9-11 broke out, and uh, he was like, oh, shit, I ain't trying to die. <laughs> and so that was the end of that. <laughs> Sent them their uniforms right on back. He said, I hadn't, I hadn't uh, reported anyway, so you got ease. <laughs> that was the end of that. So, uh, I almost joined the Navy. Yeah. They they had all my my birth certificate and everything and all but um, sworn in and I was just like hmm. You know, your chief pay officer Francis. This. I often think about how much different my life would be if I would have done that because hmm. it was before I met my ex and had hmm. children and hmm. yeah. Uh, so you said that you did not think you knew of any anybody past in in service. I don't believe so, um, but no, no, because all of my, as far back as I can tell, all of my grandparents died old. Yeah, 
Anybody else know anybody else that actually passed in service? No, but I, I think we'd be remiss not to, you know, talk about a good friend of the show, Elaine. I mean, he yeah. clearly mm -hmm. did, did a lot of time and oh, took yeah. some bullets for it oh, yeah. and everything else. I'm sure he knows people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was hoping that uh, I figured that he would be spending time with family today. I was hoping that he might have uh, an opportunity to join us today, but... Uh, uh, Lane, uh, we are thinking about you uh, from from here to you out there in podcast land. Um, like you said, he uh, went to West Point. Uh, he served uh, uh, distinguishedly in the service uh, and was uh, wounded uh, a few times. <laughs> he has three Purple Hearts. Yeah, I'm about to say, I think, I think each Purple Heart for each time he's, he was shot in service. So, um, so... Uh, our show has uh, been touched by by the military, and we are proud of all of the military and all of their services, whether they um, have come home to us or fallen on the battlefield. All right, so before we go, um, before we get out of here, um, here is today's sugar honey iced tea. That, of course, is things that I or a member of the group have found that are really cool, a.k.a. the shit. Um, and I was thinking about this um, this week, trying to um, spot, spot things that I thought were really cool or whatever. And But I couldn't get past, um, kind of on a collectively selfish note... Um, I couldn't get past the coolest thing, and that was um, having the day off to celebrate and reflect and spending time with people that you care about. Um, that is not something that people everywhere get to do. Um, and so whether or not you've had uh, somebody in the military directly impact your life or not, the fact that we collectively get the day off to remember anybody in our lives that has moved on and that has impacted us in any kind of way. Um, that is the shit. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast in the way I end all podcasts, and that is To Good Times with Good People.